Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Wednesday, March 16th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Very important news day today. We're going to tie a lot of things in. I hope you have a pen and paper. It's, this is like a PhD in world events, watching and listening to the No Spin News. I mean, I, I don't want to brag because I, you know, I'm beyond that. <laughs> I really am. But boy, we give you so much more than any other news agency on television and radio that I know of. Um, And I appreciate you watching and consuming it. So let's begin with, of course, the major story at Ukraine, because its president, Zelensky, addressed the U.S. Congress today. Um, Now, this ties into uh, Joe Biden's future and the future of the United States, which includes you. It all is tying in, and I'm going to tell you how. So it's an important broadcast. So let's start off with Zelensky. So as everyone in the world knows, evil Putin is killing Ukrainians, civilians, by the thousands. And so decent people in the world want that to stop. It's an emotional thing. You see it every night on television. This horror. One man is doing this. I can't tell me the Russian people want this. They don't. But they're going to have to get rid of Putin themselves because he's got nukes. Okay. So Zelensky, uh, he speaks for 19 minutes uh, by remote, and he was on time. 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 Pacific. See, I would have done it a little later if I were him to get more of a Pacific audience in here. Remember, California is the biggest state in the Union. He's in Kiev, all right, the capital of Ukraine, and the city is under siege by Russian forces. Okay, so that's the setup. Now, basically, Zelensky yesterday spoke to the Canadian Parliament and today the U.S. Congress. And he wants more weapons, and he'd like to have a no-fly zone enforced by NATO. Okay, if you were Zelensky, if I was Zelensky, I'd be asking for that too. You know, he wants to protect his country and keep his country from being enslaved, and that's the word, by Putin. That's what he wants. Okay, but it's complicated, as they say. So I'm just going to run a very short soundbite from Zelensky to let you get the uh, feel of what went on this morning. Roll it. Is there a lot to ask for to create a no-fly zone zone over Ukraine to save people? Is this too much to ask? It is too much to ask because it could directly lead to World War III. So if you put NATO American pilots up in the air and Russian MiGs and the uh, NATO forces are fighting all right, shooting each other down, that's World War III. It also gives Putin propaganda for his own country. Remember, his own country, they're not real thrilled with him now. They can't be. They're getting strangled economically. He could say, look, look, they're attacking us. Look at those planes. They're attacking us. And it gives solace to China to help Putin more. That's a big thing, and I'm going to get to that. So it's important that you know the big picture. So emotion says, yeah, no fly zone. 
Let's get in there and protect these poor Ukrainians. That's what emotion dictates. But this is a chess game, a lethal chess game. Okay, so Zelensky knows he's not going to get the no-fly zone. He knows that. But he put forth something that he could get, and I hope he does, a humanitarian no-fly zone. That would mean that NATO would say to Russia, we are going to have a corridor set up in Ukraine where refugees can go without fear of being killed, and you're going to respect that no-fly zone corridor. Okay? Now, that gives us the high ground because it's only civilians that use that corridor to get to Poland or to the Czech Republic or wherever they want to go to get out from being killed. A humanitarian no-fly zone. Now, it wouldn't be patrolled by NATO because then again, you're getting into that uh, shoot war situation. But if Putin violated it and started mowing down civilians trying to get out, that takes China out of the equation. Because all you could say to China, is this what you support? Women and children being shot in a no humanitarian no-fly zone? You see what I'm talking about? That could happen. Now, Biden goes to Brussels next week, and that's number one on the agenda. Now, all this MiG stuff and air power stuff, and, and, you know, Zelensky wants this. And of course he would want it. But Poland, as we have explained on this program, down to the micro detail, won't send the MiGs directly to Ukraine. If they did, that should be fine with everybody. All right. Poland wants to send it to Germany to a U.S. Air Force base and then have Americans fly it back into Ukraine. Sorry. OK, I, I, I told Hannity, we had a very spirited conversation, Sean Hannity and I today on the radio. I told Hannity, look, if you're president, you say to Poland, you want to put those planes into Ukraine now? Go ahead. But we're not going to fly them in because you're right on the border. It takes you 20 minutes to get those planes in. Okay? So, again, very few people understand this. They don't really know what the subtleties are. But the kicker on this is, even if you give Ukrainians warplanes, Russians are going to blow them right out of the sky and blow them up on the ground. You know, the planes have got to base somewhere. You think the Russians are just going to let those planes base? They're going to just blow the hell out of them. So this is another myth that somehow warplanes provided by NATO are going to tilt the conflict in the favor of Ukraine. They won't. Okay. So after Zelensky gets a standing ovation in the U.S. Capitol, Biden is supposed to speak at 1130. All right. He's 90 minutes late or something, some crazy thing. It shows you a lack of discipline on the part of the White House. They can't do anything, right? He speaks for nine minutes. That's all. Takes no questions. All right? And I got two sound bites. But first, I want to set up what Biden said in his nine minutes. He's going to give an additional $800 million in military aid to Ukraine. Right. Remember, under the Trump administration, we did provide Ukraine with weapons, sophisticated weapons. 
Obama wouldn't. And who was vice president under Obama? Okay, just keep that in mind. So Biden, 800 million U.S. dollars in military aid to Ukraine. 600 Stinger missiles, 2,600 Javelin missiles, uh, rounds of ammunition, grenade launchers, uh, all down the list. Okay, so they'll get to Ukraine, but Lord knows if they're going to save any lives or not. I don't know, but you have to send them. I mean, there are pundits going, why are we sending? These people are fighting for their freedom and fighting for their lives. You got to arm them. All right, you have to. And hopefully it'll do some good. I know the planes would do no good, but the arms, these stingers and javelins, they can put a hurt on Russia. Not enough to tilt the war, but enough to cause pain. All right, two sound bites. The general sound bite for Biden to open. Go. It's about freedom. It's about the right of people to determine their own future. It's about making sure Ukraine never will never be a victory for Putin, no matter what advances he makes on the battlefield. Okay, good. All right, you stated up top. It's obvious, but you got to state it. The second one is uh, about the USA. Go. America stands with the forces of freedom. We always have and we always will. I want to thank you all and God bless you. And I'm going to walk over and sign this legislation, sign this bill to allow the drawdown of those materials. Okay, the drawdown of those materials. He walks over, he signs the bill. That's the 800 million. And the stuff is in motion. Now, Biden didn't say anything else about a no-fly zone. He didn't say anything about uh, MiGs, uh, planes. He didn't say anything about anything, okay? And he was smart to do that, all right? And I told Hannity today, um, we shouldn't be telling the Russians what we're going to give them and not give them, right? Why are we doing that? I mean, you got a list of stuff here that, why? Why are you telling Putin how much arms you're going to send to Ukraine? You think he's going to be scared? He's not. The only thing that's going to stop Putin is if the Russian people get restive. Word of the day, R-E-S-T-I-V-E, restive. It's the only thing that's going to stop the man. All right? If the military sees that there are enormous Russian casualties, that could have some bearing on this. So stop with, we're doing this, we're doing that. You don't have to say it. You do have to say, I'm not going to do a no-fly zone, and Biden has clearly said that. Okay. So what's the uh, strategy on this? As I said, it's a chess game. There are two things in play right now that no one knows about, but you are, ju- are going to hear it right this minute. The first is this is as much about China as any other country. I mean, we got to take Putin out. We got to crush Putin. China's watching this very closely because it wants to invade Taiwan. We all know that, okay? If the world unites against Putin, China's going to see that. And economic sanctions against China would hurt that country more, far more, than economic sanctions against Putin, okay? Because China's the second largest economy in the world. Russia's 17th. All right. So China watching all this, watching world reaction to this. The more you can villainize Putin. If you say he attacks civilians in the no uh, fly humanitarian corridor, the harder it makes for Xi to do what he wants to do. Everybody understand that. 
China's big here. The second thing is Biden himself. He knows he's through. The Democratic Party knows he's done. It's going to be a historic landslide for the Republicans in November. It can't come back fast enough to help Biden. With the wholesale price number announced yesterday at 10%, inflation is going to extend deep into the autumn. Biden is toast in the midterm election. They know it. Everybody knows it. Now, the Democratic Party, and I'm going to deal with this a little bit later, doesn't want Biden to run again, and he will not run again. But they have to find someone else. But they can't say that. But they know that Biden can't lead this country. Anyone with a brain knows that. If you are having a conversation with someone you know, and they say that Biden is a good leader, he's doing a good job, you got to say, hey, you know, it's getting late. You can't engage if they're not smart enough to understand how bad a president Joe Biden is. And I'm not saying this out of any ideology or party or anything like that. He's just incompetent. All right. The only thing that could save him if he does run again, which I don't believe he will, is that Biden kept us out of World War Three. Biden kept us out of World War Three. Remember that. That is in their minds at the White House right now and the Democratic Party as well. Because if Biden doesn't run again, it's not like going to boot him. They're not going to boot him. He's going to say, ah, you know, I got a pain in my shoulder. I really am going to be 82 years old. I, I, you know, it's time for me to pass the torch. And the Democrats go, oh, that's right, Joe. You're such a greatest guy. He kept us out of World War III, so vote for whoever. Okay? All right. So last night on uh, Frontline on PBS, PBS liberal uh, network, but you all know what it is. They did an hour on Putin, and the, thir- the first 35 minutes of it was very good. It traced how Putin rose in power and how he convinced Boris Yeltsin, the president of Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union, that he, Putin, really loved democracy. He was a reformer, and he really wanted to do this and all of that. But, of course, he was lying. He's an autocrat. He's a totalitarian. But Yeltsin bought it. Okay? For the first 35 minutes of Frontline, it was good. Hard news good. Then, as they always do at PBS, they tilt in to the politics. So the first thing was they had to bring it up to modern times, and they had to deal with Crimea. Eight years ago, where Putin just went in, marched in, and took it. Who was president? Barack Obama. Who was vice president? Joe Biden. Those two allowed Putin to take Crimea illegally. A couple of soft sanctions, no big deal. He took it. All right. They glossed over that in a minute. They showed you a picture of Obama, no Biden, okay, And they said, well, maybe this wasn't so good. Then they segue into Trump. okay? and I have two bites. Um, The first one is um, basically. No, I'm going to I combine them into one bite. So, no, I got two. I'm sorry. I got to figure this out here. I got two bites for you. The first one is PBS Frontline, then goes and says, that Trump 
emboldened Putin, that all of this now is because of Trump. Run the first bite. Go. As they held their first summit, the long-anticipated meeting between Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin, it was clear that in Trump, Putin had a very different American president. All of a sudden, there's this president of the United States who is a Putin groupie. He's a Putin fanboy. The things President Trump said about his admiration for Vladimir Putin, the way he called NATO's mutual defense pledge into question, must have seemed like an amazing gift to Vladimir Putin. Okay, total propaganda. Total. Now I'm going to run another soundbite because I want to wrap up my analysis with you having seen and heard both soundbites. Go for number two. President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. My first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My people came to me, Dan Coates came to me and some others. They said they think it's Russia. Uh, I have uh, President Putin. Uh, He just said it's not Russia. I will say this. I don't see any reason why it would be. Okay, so Trump is standing right next to Putin. What do you expect him to do? Go, yeah, he did it. Yeah, Vlad is a bad, bad guy. He did it. Bang. American-Russian relations down the drain for as long as Trump serves. Right? Couldn't do it. So he chose his words carefully. I don't see any reason why it would be. Trump knew they did it. He knew. But he made the calculation that to call out Putin, especially when they're on the stage together, and Trump is trying to bring Putin down so he doesn't cause trouble, would be bad for the country. Would you have made the same decision? I would have. I would have. Because there was a chance that Trump could make an arrangement with Putin so that Putin didn't do what he did in Ukraine. And for four years, that chance was reality. Putin did not do anything like this under Trump. And recall, uh, this Glasser woman is a far-left MSNBC person, and why are they using her in a hard news broadcast? Why? Come on, PBS? A fanboy, uh, you know, a groupie. What a bunch of crap. Now, tomorrow on this broadcast, I'm going to string together a bunch of sound bites about Putin from Donald Trump from the history tour. Stuff you haven't seen. Because he does, you know, I asked him about Putin in all four shows. I'm going to put them together and you get an idea. But Trump was right. Trump did not want a war with Russia or China. He didn't back down, all right? He scolded NATO because NATO wasn't paying its defense dues. And Trump said, look, we're paying all the money to defend you against Putin. You got to kick in. That's all he did. And then have these morons go, uh, called NATO's mutual defense pledge into question. He wanted them to pay the dues. You propagandists? Oh, it just drives me crazy, the dishonesty of PBS and every other corporate broadcast 
uh, company in this country. Oh, drives me nuts. So Trump was successful in neutralizing Putin. As soon as Trump left, what did you see? Afghanistan. Did PBS mention that in there? They didn't mention Joe Biden's participation in Afghanistan. They said Putin saw Afghanistan in a chaotic withdrawal. They didn't mention Biden, not PBS. Nope. That's when this decision was made. The decision to invade Ukraine. After the weakness Biden showed and Milley showed, Milley, the commander of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, okay, the weakness they showed, Putin said, all right, okay, that's what I'm dealing with. I'm not dealing with Trump anymore. I'm not dealing with Pompeo anymore. I got these people. I'm going to do what I want. That's exactly what happened. Ah. Okay. If you have any questions, bill at BillOReilly.com, bill at BillOReilly.com. But in 21 minutes and 19 seconds, every word I told you is true. Okay. Now, there's a poll by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, They ask people, do you think Biden's going to run again? 52% of Americans say he is not going to run. All right. Only 29% expect him to run for a second term. 29%. Okay. 19 don't know. Among Democrats, 41% of Democrats say they don't think Biden's going to run again. And he's not. Now, I'll get into that in another day at another time. You all know the poll numbers. You all know inflation. You all know the chaotic state that we're living in in America today. There's just no way he's going to run again. All right. So let's bring in a uh, guy who does this for a living, who analyzes uh, politics for a living, sees down the road. I want to advance the story. His name is Bob Charles. He comes to us from Phoenix, Arizona. He's the director of communications for First Strategic. Okay, so all Bob does to make a living is politics. You know, I feel sorry for you, Bob. I mean, I do a lot of politics, but I do other stuff. I, I, I don't know what I do if I just all politics. But anyway, in my analysis, have you seen anything that you disagree with? Number one. Quick and easy answer. No, I can expound on that a little bit in that nowadays it's assumed that the president is going to run for reelection. The last president that didn't was Lyndon Johnson. And to the point with the 29 percent, 29 percent of people are looking at Joe Biden and saying, yeah, he's going to run again. I got to tell you, Bill, if you're if I'm running your campaign and you're running for reelection and I see that number, I figure out a way to pull you out of that race. So, yeah, yeah, he's not running again. Okay, so I said on the radio today, the Democrats don't have any viable candidate, certainly not Kamala Harris. She's polling worse than Biden and looks Mm -hmm. like a, a 12 year old when she gets into a situation where she has to articulate danger if she can't. So she's off the board. Governors, I guess there are a few Democrat governors they could put out. But do you see anybody who could give the Republicans at this juncture, things can change, of course, uh, a run in 2024? No. And then there's I got to say, there's not somebody that jumps out. And have you look at maybe Biden's cabinet? You got a Buttigieg or, uh, you know, maybe retread trying uh, Beto or somebody like that. Not but no, there's nobody that jumps to the front. No, 
There's no yeah. way. There is a Democrat who could give the Republicans a run, and her name is Michelle Obama. Mm. Okay? I, so that's what I said on the radio today. I said, no Hillary Clinton. Americans don't like Hillary Clinton. Um, she wants it, and she's raising money. But if Michelle Obama decides to run, and she would not decide until very late, okay? And if she, obviously, I've said she doesn't have any interest. She doesn't want to do it. But Michelle Obama is the only Democrat in this country at this juncture who could give the Republicans, as things stand now, a race. Do you agree? She would be formidable uh, because of not just who she is, but there's, there's, that an, there's an emotional appeal. There's a, a younger appeal. Uh, there's the energy that, yeah. that, frankly, I mean, look, let's, I, I don't mean this as any disrespect to the president. But he is showing his age, uh, and at 79, you know, to be in his 80s is his next term. People look at that and they say, "No way." That's where Michelle Obama, young and vibrant, been around. People could get; she could inspire. Yeah, and Trump. she'll get the minority precincts to to support her, and she'll raise a ton of money, probably record-breaking amounts of money. But she's a very, very liberal woman, and mm -hmm. her husband didn't really do that well in eight years. Now that won't matter to the ideologues, but to the independents. Bob, as you know, in Arizona, independents are huge now, okay? Independents yep. will decide the next presidential race. So she's not a lock to win, but she is a lock if she wants it for the nomination, right? Absolutely. And then when yeah. you, you mentioned the independents, especially in Arizona, Arizona is now one of the most important states in the entire nation when it comes to determining an election. Uh, should those independents swing, which now, by the way, I don't know if you know this, uh, Maricopa County, the largest county in Arizona, has just in the last month become primary, uh, primarily independent right. uh, is a major voting bloc. Bob, I know everything about Arizona. There's nothing <laughs> I don't know about the entire state because it's my business to know. All right, last question. Do you agree with me that the midterms will be a slaughter and the Republicans you know, they'll take both houses, I believe, and they may even have veto-proof majorities. Let me give you two points. There has never been, you can look at it statistically, under Trump, Obama, Clinton in 94, any time a president has entered this stage of the race uh, in the approval ratings where they're at, they have lost majorities in the House. So if I look at statistics, I say, absolutely, Biden, I'm sorry you are going to lose a lot of votes in the House. That doesn't mean that we still can't snatch that victory away. Uh, if we continue to talk about things that are not things people don't care about, um, then we can mess this up as, as Republicans. We can blow this opportunity. OK. All right, Bob, we appreciate it very much. Thank you. Um, and let us move along now to another poll, Rasmussen. It's about higher gas prices. It's a simple poll. How serious of a problem are rising gasoline prices for your personal budget? Serious or very serious, 81%. Not serious, 18 I guess they're the ones who live in Palm Beach, all right? Not West Palm Beach, the difference. Palm Beach, 81%. Okay, has the rising gasoline caused you to drive less? 59% yes, 39% no. Has the rising gasoline caused you to reduce spending on other purchases? 61% less, 
no 35, and that signals a recession. Consumer spending is dropping fast because of inflation. I hate to give you that kind of news, but you got to prepare. And I, my final thought is going to tell you how. So hang tough for this broadcast. All right, so gas prices are so bad that uh, Uber is raising uh, its price 50 cents a trip. I don't know what that means. I don't take Uber. I, I don't even know what Uber is, but I know my urchins take it. So just so you know. Now, all of this gas and pain because of Biden's mismanagement of fossil fuels has doomed the climate change warriors, at least temporarily. So John Kerry and his merry men and women, Hollywood zealots, bye-bye, as Steinfeld once said. It's over. Americans are saying, look, we're getting hurt. We want more drilling. We want more fossil fuels available, period. TikTok, no idea. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, but I, I just don't have time for this kind of stuff. TikTok is a Chinese company, all right? And it specializes in people putting short-form videos on the net. And they include pranks, stunts, tricks, jokes, dance, entertainment, 15 seconds to three minutes. That's TikTok. Okay? All right. So the White House, this is unbelievable, unbelievable. The White House gets 30 TikTok influencers to come or talk to a guy named Matt Miller. I guess I just talked to him. All right. Special advisor for communications at the White House. And Miller tells the influencers at TikTok that the high gas prices aren't Biden's fault. Whereupon the TikTok influencers put this propaganda on the Internet. Go. I had the opportunity to ask the White House why gas down the street is seven dollars. And here's what they said. The obvious reason we're getting out of a two-year pandemic, when use goes up, price goes up. Now, with Putin starting this horrific fight between Ukraine and Russia, nobody wants to work with him and do an international trade. Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. There are 15 million voters between 18 and 24. 15 million, okay? In order for Biden to win again, Every one of them would have to go to the polls and vote for him, which they won't. Okay, that's what this TikTok is all about. <laughs> okay, uh, southern border, open border, Joe Biden. Yay, good policy, Gerald, right? Open border. So we do this every month. In the month of February, 165,000 migrants were engaged by Border Patrol agents, up 60% since February 2021, when Biden was president, but the open border policy hadn't kicked in, all right, entirely like it is now. Joe Biden's border policy is don't stop anybody. Come on in. All right. Now, along with that, the fentanyl and heroin comes in. Has Biden beefed up the border, even in the face of this amazing 
uh, surge of migrants across the southern border? No. Doesn't beef it up. Building a border wall? No, 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 no. Ordered by a federal court to get Trump's policy remain in Mexico back. Biden says he's doing it, but it's a slow walk. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. All right, one media uh, story quick. Nobody really cares about the evening news anymore. Uh, maybe 20 million people watch it over the three every night, mostly older people. So this morning, uh, after uh, Zelensky's speech, NBC trotted out Lester Holt. ABC trotted out David Muir, the two anchors on their nightly newscasts. But CBS used Gail King, the morning woman, the morning host. So Nora O'Donnell didn't show up. That means Nora O'Donnell is out. Maybe not right away. But don't expect Nora to be there much longer. This day in history, March 16th, 2014, eight years ago, as we mentioned, Crimea votes to join Russia. Oh, I bet you it was a fair vote, don't you? And that was one good thing in the uh, Frontline documentary last night, that they explained how Putin rigs all the votes. You could see it. They had video of it. So that was eight years ago. 97%. The people voting in Crimea backed joining Russia. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, quick break. Uh, then we'll be uh, do the mail. And a final thought that I think is pretty important. Everything is expensive these days. You know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD 
1-800-242-6532. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here we go on the mail. Steve McCullough, Houston, Texas. The federal tax on gasoline is 18 cents a gallon. How can Biden reduce the tax 50 cents, Bill? Stephen, I misspoke, and you are a good guy and a smart guy for holding me to account. All right? Uh, You are correct. Federal gasoline tax, 18 cents. I was thinking of the combination of state and federal, which averages out to over 50 cents a gallon. I misspoke. Stephen McCullough, Houston, Texas. Thank you. Forest concierge member, that means direct access to me. I think suspending gas tax is a bad idea and not a long-term solution to bad policies. It isn't a long-term solution to bad policies, but you got to give people some relief. Forrest, you would if you were president. I know you would. Mary Ellen Wilbur, Plano, Texas. Used to live in Richardson, right next to Plano. Bill, hearing a lot about the petrodollar, are we Americans close to losing our first place in the world? No. The dollar will remain the currency of the world, in my opinion. I don't see the yen or anything else taking its place. Amy Kirk, Mohawk, Tennessee. If the Republicans take back the House and Senate, can they do anything to overturn Biden's executive orders? No. They can pass new laws about fuel, about the border, but Biden will veto them. But Biden can't do anything, and that's good. If the Republicans win, he's toast. David, concierge member, Bill, when you state that you don't have any problem with the way Biden has so far handled Ukraine, then explain his economic sanctions thus far and why the SWIFT banking system is not among them. Or did I miss that? You missed that. Okay, no SWIFT banking system for Russia. All right. Tanya, concierge member, Bill. I got the regret your vote sticker and I was kind of hesitant to send it to my liberal friends for fear they'd stop speaking to me. Now I think I will. You know, it's look, you're giving them a little jazz, but don't they deserve it? Really? The people who voted for Biden, don't they deserve it? Just a little jazz. It's funny. We got the regret your 2020 vote stickers on BillOReilly.com. You get one free if you pre-order Killing the Killers. David Spano, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I used to hear you frequently mention Dr. Fauci. You don't anymore. He's gone because COVID has subsided largely. It might come back. Fauci has no credibility any longer. You're not going to see him. Okay. Mike Murray, Dallas, Oregon, outside of Portland. Bill, in your March 15th message of the day, you stress the importance of listening to the opposing point of view. I admit I'm guilty of turning the liberal media out. The reason is they lie. Okay. And I know, and I don't watch MSNBC at all. Okay? Never. Because all it is is propaganda after propaganda. CNN, I'll turn it on for breaking news, and once in a while, I'll see what they're saying. 
But you got to keep an open mind about opposing points of view. That was my point. All right, I will be in uh, Waukegan, Illinois, suburb of Chicago, in Chicagoland, Genesee Theater, March 31st. Ticketmaster has it, and this is going to be a blast. So if you're anywhere in the area, it's well worth your while to show up and, you know, see me. Small theater, we're going to have a lot of fun. The VIP tickets are sold out, okay, but it's a small theater, so you'll be able to see me, and and you'll hear me very well. All right, stand up for your country mugs. Um, we uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day coming up. I think we're going to be sold out of them. So if you want them to give for gifts, which they're fabulous gifts, uh, please order now. And I mentioned Killing the Killers out May 3rd. Um, best reporting I have ever done in my entire life. It's The book is going to stun you. All right, word of the day, no revilement. When writing to BillOReilly.com, R-E-V-I-L-E-M-E-N-T, revilement. No good. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Back with the final thought in a moment. This summer, don't be left without air conditioning. Call Care Heating and Cooling and get on a care plan to protect your family. With a care plan, you get system maintenance and priority service in case of emergency, giving you peace of mind. Plus, a well-maintained air conditioner runs more efficiently and saves you money. At Care, their service technicians are paid to fix your AC, not sell you a new one. And their award-winning team is available seven days a week. Call Care today at 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, here is the final thought of the day. Very nervous people. Tons of them in the USA. Maybe a majority of us are nervous. Very tense. COVID, number one. I know people still don't come out of the house. Still. They're afraid of COVID. Okay. Today, I was behind some guy, or it could have been a woman I couldn't see, um, driving a car 20 miles an hour in a 35. That drives me nuts. Okay. So I'm, I don't want to tailgate, but I'm bopping a horn a little bit. So I go around them finally when I could legally, and the person's wearing a mask. In the car, nobody else there. Panicked. Okay. Nervous. Money. Now, I gave you the best advice I could give you about two weeks ago. Don't do anything with your investments. Don't do anything. It's too volatile. You sell the next day, it goes up 500 points. You got to ride it out for six months. Put it away. Six months. Ride it out. Okay? It'll come back. Okay? That's a bet. But there's people nervous. Oh, my God. About everything. And we had a great guest yesterday on economics. And for senior citizens, the cost of living, inflation, you're going to get a raise. Huh. Third, war. Every, every, everywhere I go, I go in for a piece of pizza. Five, six people. What's going to happen? It'll be all right. I don't think it's going to be World War III. 
Putin is absolutely an animal. But I don't think he'll go that far. Okay? We've got to confront him the way we are. If he attacks NATO, shoot war. Will be. Has to. Okay? However, there's nothing any of us can do about it. You can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about it. Don't let it wreck your life. Don't lose sleep. Relax. My friend Mike Love, lead singer of the Beach Boys, an interesting article on him the other day. He said he never took drugs, and that's why at age 79, he's 80, when he's still on the road singing Beach Boys songs because drugs didn't kill him. He calms down using Transcendental Meditation, TM. It's, and if you can do it, that's fabulous, okay? I can't, I don't have the patience for it, but I blow off steam other ways, but I'm not gonna obsess about the war in Ukraine where I can't do anything about it. The only thing I can do is report honestly to you, and I do that every day, okay? Very nervous people, try to relax. Thank you for watching and listening to the No Spin News. See you again tomorrow.